You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Beyond the Baseline is brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. More winners, more payouts than any other site. Enter promo code BEYOND at FanDuel.com and enter a risk-free tournament for up to 10 bucks. We're also sponsored by the SeatGeek app, the smartest way to buy and sell tickets for your favorite events. Download the SeatGeek app, enter our code BEYOND, get 20 bucks off your first purchase. yourself you know and that's what I am I'm never gonna be able to change who I am I'm very passionate on the court I give absolutely 100% with every single point that I play and everything that I do and this is my job I go out there this is what I've done since I was three years old you know and if something doesn't go right that has nothing to do with me then of course I'm gonna be very passionate about it everyone, John Wertheim here. This week's Sports Illustrated Beyond the Baseline Tennis Podcast. It is holiday week, and I thought we would do something a little differently. As you likely know, Serena Williams was selected as the 2015 Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. We had a great ceremony last week, and for this whole process, a lot of really cool audio came out of it. Some of it in interviews with Serena some of it in interviews for SI Films documentary that I encourage you to check out. Some of them came from the awards night, both Venus's speech introducing Serena and Serena's acceptance speech. Also, some audio from the other Williams sisters was part of that as well. And I figured we would do something a little different. Instead of a conventional podcast where I speak with a guest, I'd like to make some of this Serena Williams audio available to you. I think you'll really like it. And I think, more importantly, it will be really instructive. Jamie Lasanti, our ace producer here, has done a great job finding audio of Serena, and we're going to present it to you on this podcast. Again, a little bit different, but I think the payoff will be worth it. More macro. Thanks, as always, to everybody for downloading and to listening. This has been a lot of fun. 
always welcome your input, good, bad, indifferent, critical, complimentary, doesn't matter. Happy to read it. It all gets read. Also happy to take suggestions for future guests. So without further ado, I'm going to turn this over to Serena Williams. First off, Serena's always prided herself on having this diversity of interests, but we asked her what she enjoys most besides playing tennis. Well, right now, um, tennis is just really pretty much up there, number one in my life. Um, but also what I enjoy the most, and don't call me crazy, is just going to my dad's house and sitting on his couch and we watch TV. And, um, and he, always, he always makes sure, he always gives me something to eat and I just sit there with the dogs and we just, just kind of zone out. And it's so fun and it's so relaxing and it's, I love those moments that I just, I just live for that. We watch ID investigation, you know, we're like, <laughs> we're kind of nerds for that. So we never ch change that channel. We, it's like addicting. You can't stop watching it. So we just watch it for hours and hours. And it's a little, it's a little crazy, but we love it. The hindrance call has obviously played a prominent role in Serena Williams' career. She got one hindrance call during the finals of the Australian Open, and her response, or lack of a response, was very telling in its way. In this clip, she talks about that hindrance call, especially given the history here. This year when I got that hindrance call, um, I just kind of laughed it off. You know, and that's just growth because a few years ago I wasn't able to laugh it off. But I haven't lost that part in me. Like, I mean, if something happens, I definitely am still 100% myself. And I'm always telling people, be yourself. You know, and that's what I am. I'm never going to be able to change who I am. I'm very passionate on the court. I give absolutely 100% with every single point that I play and everything that I do. And this is my job. I go out there, this is what I've done since I was three years old, you know, and if something doesn't go right that has nothing to do with me, then of course I'm going to be very passionate about it. And I am the same way, but I definitely have learned to be passionate on the inside, to be more fierce on the inside. And at that moment, it was the final of a Grand Slam, and I just was like, so you're going to just laugh this off. Of course, you've experienced this before, you know, things are always to happen to you, you know, I've been there, done that. So, you know, I, did, I definitely didn't want to do the exact same thing. I felt like I've already learned from that experience. Let me just try something different. And it worked. And, you know, I didn't win the point, but I was able to win the match. There were times when Serena played at a dazzlingly high level of tennis in 2015 at the French Open. That was not the case. She relied on other gifts, mostly persistence to win the second major of the year. She was physically ailing. She was not playing her best tennis. Clay has never been her choice surface. She won the title anyway. Here she reflects on the French Open. I have to say the French Open like was the toughest moment, I think not only um, this year, but probably one of the toughest moments in my whole career. From being um, in a ball, literally in the locker room with towels over me and just bawling, um, uh, my mom came in, my sister came in, and they just were there and they're comforting me. And then, you know, eventually after a few hours, <laughs> literally, I went, I was barely able to get home and then I just crawled in bed and um, I, don't, I don't think I even practiced the next day. And it was so many practices that week where I was just crying in practice because I just felt so sick. Um, and then, um, you know, my coach, he really was able to help out in terms of getting the right treatments that I needed and 
finally, um, I finally felt better. The night before, I thought I was gonna pull out because I just, I just started shaking. My whole body just started shaking and I had never been through this before. And finally, I just, the next morning, I felt better. I was like, whoa, I didn't feel great. But I was like, okay, I can try this. I can try this, I can do this. And, you know, somehow, I was just like, get on and off fast, get on and off fast. Whatever happens, just get on and off fast. After my semi-final match, I remember being in the locker room just balled up and just bawling. I was crying so hard because I was like, I don't want, I didn't want to win. I just wanted to go home. I was like, I don't think I can't play anymore. Like I was physically so ill. Like I just, just didn't think that I could last another day or another hour. And you know, just getting through that moment was pretty, pretty incredible. And then to hold the trophy after all that was, um, literally unbelievable. We talk tennis here, but of course we are fans of other sports. That includes football. As we record this, Carolina still undefeated. We mourn for San Diego. Personally, we mourn for the Colts as well. In any case, being a football fan, so much better now than it used to be, and FanDuel raises the competition of fantasy football to a weekly spectacle. There are thousands of leagues with entry fees as low as a buck, a league for everyone. FanDuel isn't just for large tournaments. Set up a private league, play against your friends anytime, anywhere, and now when you use the code BEYOND, you can play a risk-free tournament in fantasy football, basketball, or even hockey for up to 10 bucks. If you win, keep the money. If you lose, FanDuel will refund your account guaranteed. Building a team is easy and fun. They offer NFL, NBA, and NHL options. So fantasy sports are right there for you to cash in on any night of the week. Get started. Go to FanDuel.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code BEYOND. Again, the deal, 10 bucks. You win, you keep it, you lose. It goes back in your account. Enter the code BEYOND at FanDuel.com. It finally pays to be a fan. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Try it out today. To me, one of the great underrated stories in sports, even though we've heard it for 20 years now, has been the fact that you have two sisters that have played at this elite level. If, if Tiger Woods had a brother that he once shared a bunk bed with that also had closing in on double-digit majors, that would be a remarkable story. Venus and Serena, we obviously know this story, but I'm, I'm still not sure we've reflected properly on just how remarkable it is that you have two sisters now going on 20 years now who have batted back Grand Slams, won over half the majors played during the course of a decade. Here they are deep into their 30s. Serena's ranked number one. Venus, as we tape this, is ranked number seven. A remarkable, remarkable story, no matter how often we've heard it. Here's Serena talking about her relationship with Venus and their journey. You know, it's been amazing. I, I wouldn't be myself if it wasn't for my sister. Um, she, I mean, obviously my mom and my dad and all my sisters, but Venus especially has been able to be the reason that I was able to win so much and that I did become number one and that I was able to to have desire to be the best in the world. Um, and she's a great role model, not just on the tennis court, but she's just a great person and a great human being. And um, just to have someone like that as my older sister is just, uh, I don't think anyone has that in, on our level of competition, and its um, it's been unique. On Tuesday, December 15th in New York, Sports Illustrated held its annual Sports Person of the Year gala. Star-studded affair, Will Smith 
made an appearance. Eddie George was there, but Serena was obviously the toast of the event, the guest of honor. She was introduced by Venus Williams, who gave a very moving presentation, and then Serena accepted the award. She was moving as well. Here's what Venus and Serena had to say that night. Serena Williams, uh, she's a little sister for me, and she always will be. And thank you so much for asking me to present this award and all of us up here. And it's been an honor to be your big sister. It's the the best job in the world. And I've, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> and I love you so much. And um, I always love being your big sister. And, I'm, you know, you're my only little sister because I have bigger sisters that take care of me. So anything I could ever do for you was made my heart happy, whatever it was. And um, I had some things I'd planned on saying. <laughs> Besides, you know, doing all this stuff. <laughs> um, Thank you for my dress. It's amazing. It's the Serena Williams design. <laughs> and Serena was always the youngest of five. And growing up, we all shared a room. And Serena would, she would sleep around. <laughs> So she would sleep in my bed most of the time. But she would also sleep with Isha or with Lynn. Lynn had the funnest bed in the room. We'd get in that bed and we'd go so many places outside of Compton, you wouldn't know. We went to Candyland. We went to some lands I won't mention. We went places. But growing up, she would be with me, and sometimes we'd even be in the same class and we had the same lunchroom, so we were super close. And I would always have to tell her a story at night, and I, I don't remember what the stories were anymore, but she'd always say I couldn't go to sleep before her, so I'd always make sure that she was asleep before I went to sleep. So it's been a wonderful honor to be your, your big sister. It's, it's everything to me in my life. And Serena's such a fighter, and not only for her sport, but for her family, and she won't let anyone mess with me. And like, you need me to take care of it? We're like, no, please don't. <laughs> I don't want her to catch a case after all this. So, <laughs> so it's, she's such a fighter, not only for herself and the world, but for me, and that makes me feel secure that I know there's someone always out there fighting for me. And growing up, she wanted to live her dream, to be a professional tennis player and to win the US Open and so much more. But in living her dream, she inspired so many others. And that's the beauty of it. By being your best, you made other people's lives. You don't know how many people's lives that you touched and that you made better every single day. So living your dream was more than your dream, it was the world's dream. 
And it's not easy to win, and it takes discipline and courage, and it's not easy to do what you do on the court. And I know because I've been there, and I didn't do it like you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun in our family. <laughs> and it's, it's not. And these are the moments where everyone celebrates what you've done, but there's those moments when you're down and you've been down so low and you're feeling mighty low and you've been down on your luck and you've been there and you're going through the uh, pulmonary embolism and fighting for your life from both lungs and a terrible bad luck incident with your foot which led to so many other things and dropping out of the top hundred more than twice and coming back each and every time when everyone said, no, you shouldn't, even when we were growing up, and everyone said, well, you know, there's never been two great people in one family, and you'd never let that stop, even though no one believed in you, no one wanted to give you a chance, and you kept dreaming. And it's courage in those times when everyone says that you can't, that you took the most courage. And you really inspired me to do everything I did on the court. And I was the person who had a little bit smaller heart, kind of like the Grinch, remember in the beginning, his heart was like this. And then after the end, when he did something for someone else, his heart went bang. So after watching Serena, I learned so much on how to have heart on the court and how to pull the best out of me. And there's nothing like having a heart and you have the biggest heart out there on the court and just showing no fear. No one can do this, but you've done it. And that's been wonderful for me. It's been an honor to know you and to be your sister. And your wins are my wins, every single one. And for all of us here in this room, and I just want to be here for you. And there's also some other people who are here for you, too, who don't get as much credit. But no matter win, lose, or draw, they're there every second. That's our sisters, Isha and Lynn. If you guys could come up, please, and, and say a few words. Serena, I have good news and I have some bad news. <laughs> the good news is, well, bad news first, right? Bad news, Venus only gave me 20.5.2 seconds to say something. <laughs> and I can't really say how much amazing you are, your beautiful heart that no one ever gets to really see. The good news is, you're so beautiful and you are a light that reflects others. And you reflect me. Your light helps me bring out the best. When I was scared or always down, you always lift me up, maybe with a, a little antidote or see how Isha is. <laughs> it helped me. I know, I know, I know. It's not good to... <laughs> but when I, <laughs> when I was down, you always helped me up. When I had m low morale, you helped me up, so I love you so much, and the good news is you're amazing. And I'm so proud of you, and congratulations. Uh, I'm the crier. <laughs> you saw that on the video, you see it now. It is what it is. <laughs> um, 
Serena, obviously, everybody in here is here to celebrate you and your accomplishments and your achievements. What you do on and off the court for other people is amazing. I still remember the little girl who used to moon us <laughs> when she was still in kindergarten. <laughs> um, and that, for, yeah, don't do it tonight. <laughs> For that little girl to grow up to the amazing human being that you are, is, it's, it's incredible. And we appreciate you, and we love you very much. Um, but outside of that, what you've given to others um, through the philanthropic work that you do has been amazing. I've been, we've all been able to benefit um, and be able to see the world in a, in a very real way, and the help that you give to others, both on this continent and in others, has been incredible, and we thank you for that. And it's all a part of this wonderful honor that you've been given tonight, and we're happy to just be here to celebrate you. It's been a long time coming for you. And for Venus. So deserving. And you so deserve it. Congratulations. I guess Venus went a little off script. Um, we'd like to present you with your award now, so come on up. <laughs> I'm assuming. It is tennis's offseason, and for the NFL, it's the penultimate week of the regular season. The Ravens have been awful, but I bet they give the Steelers a fight at home. SeatGeek is the best way to get your ticket to MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore or any other venue in the NFL. Use the code BEYOND, get $20 back via check or PayPal. On SeatGeek, you get extra tickets to other fans. They pull in all the options from other sites. It all goes into one place to save you time. We often liken it to the kayak of tickets, sports tickets. Redeem your promo code 20 bucks and get a rebate check back via PayPal or via regular U.S. mail. Download the SeatGeek app today and the promo code BEYOND. And SeatGeek, again, will send you back 20 bucks once you've made that first purchase. All sorts of games this weekend. The Panthers are trying to stay undefeated. For your tickets, use the SeatGeek app. Don't forget to enter our code BEYOND. Get 20 bucks back. Last week, Serena Williams won SI's Sports Person of the Year Award for 2015, and we on the tennis side couldn't agree more heartily with that selection. To go inside the decision-making process, check out Maggie Gray's interview with Chris Stone, managing editor. It's on the Gray Area podcast. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, or on the si.com backslash podcast site. That's the Gray Area with Maggie Gray. Check it out. I um, would really like to thank Sports Illustrated for recognizing me, not just as sportswoman or sports of the year, but just sports person of the year. And uh, of course, for me, none of this would not be possible without um, Jehovah God giving me the strength to do to what I do every day and for waking me up every day. And um, 
again, just thank you, Mom, Isha, Lynn, everyone who's not here, because none of this would exist without, without you. And I know I don't say thank you enough, but thank you for being my sisters. Thank you for being my mom, even though you look like my sister. And sometimes I get angry when they say, is that your sister? But that, that means hopefully I'll be look good when I'm a little older, when I'm 40, <laughs> like you. See, I didn't mention any um, age, you see that? If I did, I went younger, you know? Um, I truly love you more than words can ever be able to ever express. Um, also, there's, this is a team. I would like to take a special moment to thank Jill for always being there, never giving up on me. <laughs> um, being with me through thick and thin, no matter how many times I forget to thank you on stadium court, and I thank everybody but Jill you know, who does everything for me. Oops, I'm a little clumsy. Um, so thank you, Joe, for absolutely everything you've always done for me. I'm so grateful. And everyone here tonight that is always behind me, Grant, Nana, <laughs> for those moments I called you in tears every night. Um, Grant, even though we, we have our fights, I just want to thank you for all the patience and perseverance, and I thank you from the depths of my soul. Um, when I first learned that I would be sports person, yes, sports person of the year, I could not believe it. It had been over 30 years since the last time an SI um, had recognized a woman for being sports person of the year. Um, I think that was Mary Decker to be exact. <clears throat> so um, for all the ladies out there, yes, we can do it. Uh, when I first started playing tennis, women weren't really encouraged to play sports, let alone excel in sports. So my hope by winning this award can inspire many, many, many more women in less than 30 years, of course, um, <laughs> to stand right here and on this podium and accept another sports person of the year. So yes, ladies, it can be done. Um, in 1984 in Compton is where I began my journey of becoming a tennis player on beaten down courts um, with my family by the, my side. My first goal, as Zena said, was to win the US Open. Now, what you don't know, uh, my, actually, my first goal was to win Wimbledon, but what you don't know is I said I wanted to win at Wimbledon because Venus said she wanted to win Wimbledon, and then my dad yelled at me. He's like, Serena, stop copying Venus because I, I copied her way too much, and so I said, okay, I want to win the U.S. Open, and so <clears throat> that's how that kind of came about. <laughs> So <laughs> I truly feel that that day changed my life, and now I had a goal to begin to work, to, and I began to work towards that goal. And I believe that one day I would stand on that court and hold that winner's trophy. And now I guess 30 years later, I still have goals and I still have dreams of winning, and this award um, makes me actually want to work harder to reach more goals. So I don't know if that's weird or not, but I like want to get off here and just go home and start training, because this is so awesome. Um, <laughs> I have to tell each and every one of you that it doesn't matter how, how old you are, how young you are, your age, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. And I always say, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And the reason that I always say that, because I didn't grow up with things being handed to me, I had to work hard, I had to dedicate myself, and I had to be determined, and I was. Even outside of sport, it could be education, it could be business, it could be anything. Um, it requires discipline. And 
hard work and determination. Most importantly, it requires self-belief because like me, some people might not believe in you, but you have to believe in you. And sometimes you, you're gonna be your own cheerleader and you have to be your biggest and your best cheerleader. So to all you young athletes, take that to heart and never stop believing in yourself and really always support who you are. I promise you I'm wrapping up, but boy, I didn't realize I wrote this much. Okay. <laughs> The ride for me was not and has not been easy and maybe your ride won't be easy either, but I'm not standing here because I just kind of cruised on, but um, I've had my shares of ups and downs. I've had many struggles. I've had blood clots in both my lungs at the same time and I, I lived through tragedies and controversies and horses. Um, <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> Basically, you know, I've been through it all. <laughs> um, I'm also a part-time comedian. Uh, <laughs> um, but I've had people, and I've had people look down on me. I've had people look, put me down because I didn't look like them. I look stronger. I've had people look past me because of the color of my skin. I've had people overlook me because I was a woman. I had critics say I will never win another Grand Slam when I was only at number seven and now here I stand today with 21 Grand Slam titles and I'm still going. And I cannot help but think of my favorite poet, Maya Angelou, and she has this poem called And Still I Rise, and it's a long poem, but I just want to quote a bit of it. So here it goes. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me with the very dirt, but still, like dust, I rise. Just like moon and suns with the certainty of tides, just like hopes and springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. From a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping wide, welling and swelling I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into the daybreak that's wonderfully clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I rise. I am the dream and the hope of a slave, I rise. I rise, I rise. Thank you, Sports Illustrated, so much for giving me a chance to rise. I'm so honored. All right, everyone, that's Serena Williams' audio. Again, a little bit different podcast this week, but I thought there was so much good stuff from that. It would be a shame to waste it. Technology allows us to do these things. Um, we'll have a more conventional podcast to kick off 2016. But thanks, everyone, as always, for tuning in. That was this week's Sports Illustrated's Beyond the Baseline Tennis podcast. We'll do it again soon. We'll do more in 2016. We'll do one with Lindsay Davenport heading into the Australian Open. That's all for this week. Again, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's been great fun. I hope you enjoyed listening. We'll do more in the next year. Take care.